nothing low carb, low sugar, or low fat about my approach regarding fitness, health, relationships, pretty much anything. I believe it's all about balance. And today's episode was brought to you by an amazing company. You may have heard of them because they are pretty popular. They're called Plated, and Plated is for busy people who love cooking fresh, exciting, new dishes but don't have time to drive all over town searching for chef-quality ingredients. But with Plated, you don't have to. So all you do is go to Plated.com slash mom and choose from amazing chef design recipes each week. You'll find easy-to-prepare selections that fit everyone's taste. Then, the culinary pros at Plated lovingly fill a refrigerated box with just the perfect pre-portioned ingredients for your dinner, so nothing is wasted. Everything's delivered to your door. Fresh meat, poultry, fish, farm fresh veggies, spices, everything you need on the date you choose. And if you're not home, don't worry. Your Plated box keeps everything fresh until midnight on the day it arrives. So you can prepare meals chef quality in just 30 minutes so everyone okay listen to me if you don't do this you better be cooking because cooking is one of the best investments you can make for your kids in fact i had to cook um, 45 minutes last night and it was kind of annoying but i knew that it i had to do it i'm not going to create i'm not going to buy foods i'm not going to make the meat process junk food because what you what they put in their body and what you put in your body is really important make it an investment hurry over to plated.com slash mom now and get two meals free. That's right, two meals free. That's plated.com slash mom. So, you know, last night I knew I was going to record this podcast and I put out there on my Instagram. Now, if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's Maria King Fitness. And I said, you know, if you guys have any questions, bring it on. I want to know what your questions are because I want to be able to answer as much as I can on this podcast. And I actually received several. I don't know if I can um, answer all of them, but um, I want to do that today. But before I do, I want to give you an update on how I'm doing. I mean, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you know that I am just coming back from vacation. I have just moved into a new home. Um, my stepdaughter is in town. In fact, she just walked in the room and she's wearing these awesome Liquido capri pants that are absolutely fabulous. I like Liquido actually when I do yoga. And um, and I've gained a little bit of weight. I'm starting to run again because I want to do a marathon in December. There's a lot of things happening in my life. So I really encourage you to go and follow me on Facebook, Maria M. King, and my Instagram, like I said, Maria King Fitness. So... Oh, and there's my son. You can probably hear him now, too. So here we are. I'm going to answer Fur underscore Mead's question. And he asks, are you going to do the 30-day water challenge again next month? Okay, so for those of you who follow Noxie's Mom and the other social media um, platforms, you know that I'm starting a water campaign, and I do this every single August. I don't know what it is about August. I like to do this in August because we're so busy every, you know, all the months beforehand, and we've been eating a lot of cotton candy and sugar and whatever you're eating on the road trips and travel that you've been doing all summer long. So this is a great time to detox because people always ask me, 
how do you detox? Well, I don't really detox. I'm, not a bit, I'm actually not a big fan of juice. I mean, I like juicing, but I'm not a big fan of juicing for 21 days and not eating any food. I think that um, the best way to detox your body is drinking a lot of water and eating a lot of fresh food, fresh, um, especially raw foods. And um, and have and when I do drink water, I drink it with lemon. And lemons are really great. Um, it's a really great fruit to infuse your water with. So, am I doing it? Yes, I am doing it. But it's hard to say that I am because I already kind of do. I drink a gallon of water every single day. Most of my coffee, in fact, I don't drink a lot of coffee, is black. And, um, and everything's in Sweden. So, what's great is that because I've been doing this for a couple years now, it's really set me up for creating really amazing habits. So, if you currently are addicted to energy drinks or juice or soda or diet soda, then this is a great opportunity for you to just focus on 30 days and know that other people are also struggling as well and trying to make sure that they're getting their water intake in. So you don't have to drink a gallon a day. It's not, um, it's, it's recommended because most people should be having about that much. And when I say most people, I'm saying most people are overweight or obese. And um, the recommendation is usually half your body weight. So if you're 200 pounds, you should be drinking 100 ounces. And so a gallon is around 120 ounces, I think. So, and if you're active, you need to drink more water. Um, so just remember, drink half your body weight. I think having a jug, like a gallon, like a gallon of milk is a really good way to measure your progress throughout the day. Um, I often have a 32-ounce bottle that I carry around, and I refill it like three, four times a day. Um, so that's a really great way to measure how much you're drinking. But just to let you know, you want to make sure that you raise your water intake slowly. You don't want to go from drinking like no water and being dehydrated to all of a sudden drinking a gallon because you could. There are some negative um, things that could happen to you. I mean, a lot of people. Um, I know. I was just talking to someone the other day at um, the grocery store, and he's a football coach, and he's like, I've had people throw up water because they drink too much. They guzzle down too much at one time especially in this heat, like Sacramento right now is 108 degrees. So make sure that you're um, increasing your intake slowly. Like don't go from nothing to a gallon. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, also, keep in mind that you are going to urinate a lot and um, be prepared. Know where the bathrooms are. In fact, I was walking around with Vanessa Campos, who's our no-excuse mom, national fitness trainer um, around New York, and she went to the bathroom every, like, it seemed like every 40 minutes, but she knew where each bathroom was in every area, and you need to know, too, because, honestly, you'll be surprised how much you're going to have to go to the bathroom, and um, don't think that it's abnormal, because, actually, it's pretty normal. You should be urinating at least once every one to two hours, and that urination should be, like, a... Um, it's, it should be almost clear. It should never be really yellow or really, um, I want to say, not even orange, but just like a really dark color because that is a sign that you are dehydrated. And a lot of people are. So if you go on this water challenge, you'll notice that you're going to get clearer skin. You're going to have less under eye circles. You're going to lose weight. I mean, there's so many benefits to drinking water just by increasing water and not changing your diet at all. I mean, of course, it's nice to change your diet so it's healthier, but all I'm asking you to do is drink water. That is a long, if I go through all of these questions and say, and talk this long, it's going to be a long, long day.
So join the No Excuse Water Challenge, everyone, okay? Repost the poster and don't forget to hashtag No Excuse Water Challenge so I can see your results. And at on September 5th, that is the last day to submit your before and afters and your story. So take a picture before, especially of your face. That's when you're going to see a lot of improvement and after because um, we're going to give away a free Define bottle, a No Excuse Mom hat, and, you know, I'll think of other stuff, too. I'm pretty sure someone will give me some stuff for free that I can mail out to you guys. But there would be um, several winners. Um, someone said, any nutrition tips for, uh, this is animal underscore avatar. Any nutrition tips for new vegetarians? Mmm, that's a really good one. Well, first first off, I want to make sure that you're getting enough minerals and vitamins and protein. I mean, that's the biggest thing with vegetarians. You know, you need to make sure if you're not going to eat any animal protein that you're getting some type of protein. And I've known a lot of vegans and vegetarians who get their protein from plants. And I and obviously they have to. So I really encourage you to go and look at the protein content in plants as well as other sources like nuts. You know, I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm not a big meat eater too. I if I do eat meat, it's gonna be chicken and I'm not a big beef or pork or any of that stuff. So um I really do get a lot of my um protein from tofu from um, nuts from vegetables. So just make sure that you have a, a balanced diet as much as possible. You know, in my book, The No More Excuses Diet, I talk about the 30, 30, 30, 10, which is basically your macros. And if you don't know macros, everybody, your macronutrients are your protein, your carbohydrates, and your fats. And I believe there needs to be balance there. You should be in taking all of those. I don't believe in removing any specific uh, macronutrient from your diet like carbohydrates or fats. And um, and so in this case, I always said if you're vegetarian, that's not a problem. You know, you just have to figure out where you're going to get your protein from. So do your research. Do you, you know, it's very easy. Go online, Google non-meat sources of protein and just make sure you're getting your nutrients in and make sure that you, it's a process. Being vegetarian is a process. Um, I was not totally vegetarian, but I did stop eating meat for an entire year about over 10 years ago because I read a book called The China Study, and I um, was becoming more aware of what was happening to our animals, and I was just really as motivated as many of you are to become vegan and vegetarian, and then I, I kind of came back to eating um, farmed, uh, not farmed, Sorry. Not farmed animals, but um, um, free-range, like chickens and free-ranged uh, um, salmon and stuff. So I encourage you guys to just make sure that you are eating enough protein, getting your nutrients in, and um, not being too, too, and this is for everybody out there, don't be too anal, meaning don't be too perfect because it's going to be an imperfect process and but you will get your groove and you eventually be 100% but it's really hard to change things entire you know by being totally this you're going to have mistakes here and there so those are my um tips so nessa underscore love underscore zero three she said how often should i drink whey protein do i drink before or after workouts once or twice a day will it make me gain weight all right, I don't know if your name is Nessa. It's probably Vanessa. 
You know what? Um, I actually do not drink protein shakes. Everyone knows this. Um, only because I am lactose intolerant and I cannot stay, stand artificial sugars. And that means Trivia, Stevia, um, all the regular sugars that are out there like sucralose or aspartame. But I used to drink protein shakes. And if you're, your tummy can tolerate it and you have a really good brand that you like to use, there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, um, I felt like I had one of the best results drinking protein shakes only because um, I was getting my protein in. And protein is such an important um, macronutrient for muscle building and increasing your metabolism. So I drank protein shakes um, sometimes before a workout. And I say sometimes because um, I'm a big fasted cardio person. I like to work out right when I wake up in the morning and and that means just steady cardio, just within like 30 minutes, like on my treadmill, just doing some fasted cardio. And I'm able to do this. Other people, if you if you need to grab a banana and some nuts and, and eat that before you train because you don't want your blood sugar to drop or you feel like you want to faint and all that stuff. But, um, but most often, I just use protein shakes as a substitute for real protein. So if I didn't have time to cook eggs or eat chicken um, because I was on the go, that's when I had the protein shakes. So you can have the protein shakes whenever it's convenient. It should, it's a meal replacement. But um, so I had it usually after a workout because I was usually um, leaving the gym and I couldn't get home within the hour to consume because after you work out, that's the best time to consume protein and carbs, especially carbs that are um, more simple, meaning that it'll go into your bloodstream faster because your body is aching to refuel its glycogen storage, which is energy, and that, that comes from carbohydrates. So if this is if this is the best time for you to eat your fruit or to eat um, your bread or whatever carbohydrate that you like to eat. Um, I usually eat that within the hour of working out. So um, I usually have the protein shake after my workout. Sometimes I'd have it in the afternoon around um, after my lunch just because I didn't um, have any other protein source. Now I have to have protein that's actual food because I can't tolerate shakes. But it's really up to you when it's most when you don't have the convenience of eating real food to take protein shakes. And I think it's great having it after a workout or even the last thing before you go to bed. You know, drink that protein shake. Alrighty. So, um, oh, and she also asks, what do you drink or eat for pre-workout? I don't eat anything before a fasted cardio, but before a weight training session, I absolutely recommend that you eat something. Um, a protein shake would be a great um, thing to eat, plus a carbohydrate because you need that energy. What I eat before I work out is what anyone would eat. Like I eat um, eggs and oatmeal right before my workout, like at least not within 30 minutes, probably within the hour. Um, and afterwards, I could eat the same thing. It's all about protein carbs and a little bit of good fats. So um, all of my stuff is the same. It's either that or maybe a chicken sandwich, you know, and it's open-faced, by the way. And my chicken sandwiches, I think it's on YouTube and even on my Facebook, there's videos of how I make it. But anything that's a combination of protein, carbs, and fats is what I eat. It's just regular food. There's really um, not a big um, science behind it. It's just that you need to have protein for muscle, carbohydrates for energy, 
and good fats for all of the above, plus it's just good for brain health. Um, how do you stay so motivated? Allie Bear 1997 asks, how do you stay so motivated? I'm in college studying to be a lawyer, and I want to be healthier, but I just get so exhausted after all my studies. I know you're always busy, so what are your secrets? That, Allie Bear, is a very good question <laughs> because I get incredibly busy every single day, and I totally get it. You know what's so funny, and I think because it sounds like you're a high performer too, I think that when you have more on your plate, you do more. And when you have less, you do less. In fact, I slept for 11 hours um, recently. It was crazy. It was 11 hours. It was on a weekend. And I felt sleepy the entire day. And I'm thinking, you would think that you had, if you had more rest, you'd be more rested and you wouldn't have to rest anymore. But I honestly think that um, when you keep a schedule where every single minute of your, not every minute, but you know that you value your time, that you will get stuff done because you don't have time to think about being lazy or being, I, don't, I say quote unquote lazy because I hate that word, but you don't have time to not check off the stuff on your to-do list because it's either, it's always an opportunity cost what you can be doing. You could be sitting and watching TV or you could be finishing paperwork. You could be um, shopping at the mall or you could be working out. You know, I'm very goal oriented and I think that's what keeps me motivated is to maintain your goals and have it very short term. So right now I'm motivated because I have a lot of stuff happening in August. And I have a fitness expo. So for those of you, I'll be in Anaheim at the um, Anaheim Fit Expo on August 22nd. So I'm really motivated to want to, to look healthier because in the last year, my motivation to work out, and I worked out four to five times a week, was just to stay in shape, you know, stay above water. I, I wasn't making any goals or achieving any goals. Uh, I'm, achieving quote-unquote success because I was so busy. Success was just staying above water and just maintaining my health. Now, after gaining some weight, I'm realizing I really would like to have some success, and um, and that's what's keeping me motivated. So you need to find what motivates you. You need to figure this out because um, that's what's going to drive you. You know, I was at Barnes & Noble, I want to say, just two days ago. And I was just looking for my book, The No More Excuses Diet, to see if it was there. And it was there. And I saw a guy reading this book. I think it was George Cruz's book about sugar. And I, I looked at him and I said, so how's that book going? You know, he looked around, I want to say 50, 60 years old. And he's just like, well, it's all the same. You know, I know what I need to do. I need to cut sugar and soda. I said, yeah. I said, you, you know what you need to do. In fact, I think everyone needs to know. I think everyone knows what they need to do. Um, all the diet and fitness books pretty much say the same thing. Stop eating processed foods. Limit your intake of salt, sugars, and fats, especially saturated fats, except for other, you know, there's certain saturated fats are actually not that bad for you, like coconut. But other than that, you know what you need to do. It's really about your motivation. I said, if you can figure out your why, the how part will become easy. And he was just like a deer in headlights. I said, so why do you want to give up shirt, um, soda? He was just like... He was just like, he didn't have any answer. And I'm like, exactly. That's why you don't you don't follow through past three days. I was like, you know, it's not just the food. And I tell this to everybody. It's not just the food in your cupboards. It's also the people around you. They, they keep you accountable. 
So um, you need to figure out your why and you need to surround yourself with people that are and things and energies that will just keep you on track. So, you know, what keeps me motivated, sometimes it's internal. I just want to work out. I want to feel good. Sometimes I have a goal, like I want to look great at an expo or um, look great in a bikini because we're going to go on vacation somewhere. Oftentimes, it's because I set myself up as a role model to my children, to my family around me, to my friends, to my social media outreach. I mean, I've set myself up. So I always tell people you should be a... Um, if you want anything in life, you should find people in your life that will keep you on track. Find your mentor. You know, at, you're in school, so you know that it's nice to know lawyers. That's why they really encourage people to go and work in um, law offices beforehand because they want you to see what it's all about because they, they are where you want to be, and they've been through what you're going through. So find a mentor. You know, they'll keep you in track. Find a supporter, someone who's on the sidelines saying, you got this. You can do this. You know, hooray. It's kind of like running a marathon, right? And then uh, and that person's holding up that sign saying, go, go, go. This could be like your best friend. This could be your partner. And then you would, then you want to be a, you want to have followers. And followers are people that are looking at you as a role model. You don't want to fail them. And that's a big part of the motivation process. You want to you want to perform well because there are people who look up to you. So that'll keep you motivated as well. Let's see. If you hear anything in the background, by the way, that's my son playing with his um, walkie-talkie. Let's see. Rena Orr, what is something you know now that you wish you knew 20 years ago? Oh, that's a good one. 20 years ago, man, I was... um. 14. <laughs> I'll be 35 this year, by the way. Um, you know, when I was actually 14, 15, I started getting into fitness and health. And I, as people who know my story know that my mother is obese and she struggled with a lot of health-related issues. So um, I started realizing I didn't want that path at a young age. And when I was that age, I actually made my lunch for school every day and I made and I ate everything that was low fat. And that was what was that was what was in her diet books in, that she got from the hospital. You know, the pamphlets don't eat a lot of fat, which is so crazy because now the science has changed. The science hasn't changed, but what we know about it has changed, and that is that carbohydrates turns into sugar, and it's not. that's what's creating the, the rise in your um, glucose levels. So in the past, I would eat everything low fat and have Skittles every day for lunch. So I was always, you know, like I said, I was never, I never played a sport. I was always a little, you know, thicker than most other skinny girls. And, um, and I, after I cut the sugar in my college years, when I became a trainer, I actually saw my body transform. So for those of you who love your, um, and I, I'm going to name a few candies because I actually am a candy lover and it's amazing because I don't eat it, um, as much, but I love my trolleys. You know, I love anything that's um, sour candy, especially those sour bears, um, Skittles, Mike and Ike's, I mean, red wines at the movie theater. I mean, I'm all about the sugar. If you cut that out, oh, my gosh, your body would transform. So um, I didn't realize two things when I was 14, 15. The importance of not eating, um, the importance of eating healthy fats, number one, because... 
it, everything was low fat. So I started eating nuts. I started eating avocado. I started enjoying olive oil. I mean, fats, healthy fats are great for you. So don't avoid the fats, you know, cut down on the sugar and weight train. I mean, man, two things that will change your life is like weight training and removing the sugar from your diet. So that's what I would change. So Marissa underscore Christine asks, what is a day like in your shoes? Okay. Oh, my goodness. It depends because right now it's summertime and the boys have not started school yet. But I'll tell you what my regular day is. I wake up and I work out. Lately in the last year, I have not done that, but that was how it was in the past. I would work out on my treadmill for 20 minutes and then, and then I would write. And I don't write as much anymore in terms of my journals on my website, MariaKing.com. Um, but I would get up and cook my kids' breakfast. Now, um, sometimes they'll eat cereal. Oftentimes they'll have eggs and they'll have some, maybe waffles or toast or something or oatmeal, but I make them breakfast every single morning and then we go to school and I drop one kid to school because one went to kindergarten and the other one 30 minutes later had preschool or pre-K. And then after that, I would go to the gym and work and train, weight train, or I would go to my mom group, which, you know, as everyone knows, I have over 350 locations in 25 countries of free workouts. So I go to either that or that, or I run errands because they're only in school for three hours. And then I would pick them up, and then we'd go home, and I'd make them lunch, and then I would start working around 12.30. And from 12.30 to 4, I'm on my computer or, or um, on the phone, or I go visit my care homes. It's just that's usually designated as my work time. And while I'm working, the kids are usually playing. They're playing outside, not outside in the front, in the backyard usually, um, they're usually reading, they're usually um, drawing or playing with Legos. Um, for those of you who are close to our family, you know now that we don't have a TV really in the house. I'm not a big TV person. I hate it, actually. I think it, it really takes away from their creativity. We don't own iPads. We don't have a nanny. So, I mean, they really have to get creative in what they're doing when I'm busy, but they're with me all the time. And then around 4.30 is when I start cooking dinner, and dinner usually only takes 30 minutes, and then we all eat around 5.36. Sometimes it's later, to be honest, because um, my husband maybe gets home later or I'm running um, errands late. From like 6 to um, 8.30, 9 o'clock is just family time, you know, whether it's going to the park or um, swimming outside or just hanging out. And then the boys start going to bed around 8, 8.30, and they take a shower, they brush their teeth, read a bedtime story, and then from 9 to 1 a.m., I'm usually working. And um, I'm usually, you know, when people ask what I do, you know, I own care homes for the elderly. That's when I usually am at the care homes is in the daytime, but at nighttime, I'm doing budgeting, I'm doing no excuse mom stuff, I'm writing, answering emails, you know, sending the faxes out. I mean, that's when people get their faxes is around midnight. So anyone who's ever communicated with me knows that you will get an email from me around one o'clock a.m. in the morning, but, um, and then I start my day all over again. So it's a pretty um, filled day. You know, um, I usually spend time with my husband at night. Recently, I've been 
not working as much so that I, we can watch a show together. And I'm not a big TV person, but I will get into shows with him because he loves TV. We like to watch Downton Abbey, and um, right now it's Ballers with Dwayne Johnson. And I actually like Empire, too. It's a really good show. But um, my husband and I, it's you know, my life and my friendships and everything that I do, it's all about quality and not so much quantity. So whenever I'm doing something, I'm completely present in the moment. And I think I recommend that to all those who have a very busy life is just to be present. If you're with your children, you know, be very present about it. If you're with your husband, if you're doing, if you're working, just be very focused and in the moment. So um, that's what I usually do. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy, but, you know, it's fulfilling and that is my life. See, someone's calling me right now. You know what? This is a very long podcast. This is a very, I don't even know how long this has been. Let's see. Let's check this. Oh, my gosh. 28 minutes. So I'm going to do one more question, and then I'm going to continue on for next week. I don't know if you guys like hearing me jab all day long. Okay. How do you handle, Ashley Butchner asks, how do you handle your kids ever not wanting to eat healthy? All righty. Now, people ask this question a lot because it is a struggle to raise healthy children. And my kids are not 100% either, just to let you know. They love candy and they love, you know, um, Cheetos and pizza and all that stuff. But what I tend to do, like I said, I cook them food. Like, I cook dinner and breakfast and lunch. I mean, it's not often that we buy food. And it's because I will control what I'm able to control. You know, I can't control when they're at a birthday party or at their grandmother's house, who, by the way, likes to bring them to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal. And I've never bought them a Happy Meal before. But um, I think it's important to realize that you are creating the habits, especially the food habits of your children. My children, for example, were not the biggest fan of eggs. And because I habitually make them eat it every single day, they just learn to desire it because that's what they're used to and that's what their taste buds are used to I mean you're trying to implant memories in their cells you know so I think that you first off you need to create um, be very diligent about making them eat their foods until it becomes habit and that's what I do too in terms of like for example running running drives me nuts I just I don't know what it is I think it's you know struggling in junior high around the track field but around the track but it was, it's really tough, but when it becomes habit, it becomes easier. So remember, everything is hard before it becomes easier. And so the way I make my kids eat their foods is I tell them, if you don't eat your food, we're not going to go here. If you don't do this, you're going to have to go to sleep early. You do as I say, because I believe in discipline. I believe in them respecting me. I, re I believe that they should... Uh, realize there's a cause and effect to everything. I tell them, if you want to be strong, if you want to be able to run faster in soccer, this, you know, protein and um, this healthy carbohydrate is going to make you do that. And so they understand um, what the effects are in eating too much sugar because whenever they have a stomachache, and they will, you know, after a birthday party, for example, they know what caused it. So it's really important to educate your kids and let them know in a very simple way how foods affect their system, especially since they're very regular, our children. What's funny is that we are not as regular. In fact, I, I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was telling me that she is not regular, like, 
at all. Like maybe like twice a week she'll go number two. And I go, you know, I, <laughs> I talk openly about number two all the time, but it should be every day, really. And you should be excavating your body every single day. And you know this because our children excavate pretty much every day. And so if you're not, it's because of the foods you're eating or the stress you're undergoing or the water you're not drinking. So, you know, our children's, um, so when they're having a stomach ache or they're having diarrhea or they're constipated, it's usually because of what they're eating. And so I always connect how they're feeling, how their um, digestion is on what they're eating. So number one, really encourage, really start cooking. Number one, start cooking at home. And make sure that you are not, just know that you're not going to be perfect in this process. I believe in the 80-20 rule, you know, 20% of the time they are going to eat pizza. They're going to eat candy. They're going to, you know, on the weekends especially or whatever they get after practice or soccer games, you know, it's not going to be, you know, perfect. But that's okay because the majority of the week, the times that you have control over them, they're eating well and they're drinking well. So, Know that it's not a perfect process, but you are in charge of cooking and developing the habits that they that will form when they grow older. So my kids are going to look for um, eggs in the morning. They're going to know that they should have vegetables every day. I mean, my husband, who's actually, he's not that bad of an eater, but and he looks for salad at every meal because that's what his grandmother gave him. I'm sure he didn't like it that much when he was younger, but um, that's something that it was habitual that was brought to him by his grandparents that I'm hoping to do the same with my children. You want to make it tasty, you know, you don't want to have really bland stuff. So really change up your food to figure out what they enjoy. And then, um, you know, with your children, I would also suggest getting recipes from people who um, online or from other mothers, because there are, we can we can all become better cooks. Let's just say that because I'm not the best cook, but um, yeah, figure out what your children like, alter it around so that they love it. Like my kids make their own pizza, etc. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was really fun. It was my first Q and A. I'm realizing I need to make these shorter. I'm so sorry, but I will answer the next round of questions. In, um, in the next podcast. So don't forget, I really do like Plated, by the way. Go to Plated.com slash mom for your two free meals. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube, Maria King, my um, Facebook, Maria M. King, Instagram, Maria King Fitness. And leave a review for this podcast because I really enjoy reviews. It helps me know what you guys like or dislike. And makes me motivated, you know, to continue recording these podcasts. So everyone have an awesome no excuse day. And I will talk to you later. Mm -hmm.